I'm going to be like, happy 10th episode anniversary. 10th episode anniversary. Is that the right word? No, episode anniversary. Technically, we've done 11 episodes. It's the 10th episode. Yay. Yes. Cue <laughs> music. Surely, surely the birthday will be in a, in, you know, in a year from when we first released, released the first episode. No, because podcasts are every, well, two weeks or whatever it is for us, but yeah, you, that, that, you don't actually don't know much know. about this podcast, do you? <laughs> no, I have no idea. We did originally say that we were going to do 10 episodes um, yeah. and see, so we are going to do more. Let's, I think that's decided. decided. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, in fact, the 10th one, or the 11th, if you've heard our super secret one that nobody's heard. Yeah, I mean... Well, you shouldn't have said it, that to everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you'll, so you'll never know. You'll never know. I think we like referenced you. it by mistake once, though, didn't we? I think we said well, we talked about it, that in an yeah. earlier episode. <laughs> yeah. And actually, that was, the, that was our uh, test episode that was never released. Yeah, that is, that is true. I, I think I referenced it. Yeah, we've done our first series you know of 10 episodes yeah i know i'm stating the obvious but we said together we would we'll do 10 episodes see how they go if everyone hates them well we'll just go back to our dark corners of the world wide web i have two questions go on one is uh are you guys enjoying this do you guys want to continue yeah i mean i mean sure yeah i mean the thing the thing for me is that um I haven't had time to do much writing on my website recently. And at least this way, I am able to get some of my ideas out into the world Yeah, uh, through the podcast. We should totally transcript them as well, so Jules can post a transcript on his blog. Oh, that can be your task, Jordan. We could probably use some uh, some machine smart, learning type. Yeah, smart AI type stuff. Yeah, yeah we do love that. Make a transcript. Another AI bot, that's what you need. Yes, it, uh, yes, it is. Uh, and the second question was, do do you think people are enjoying these? Uh, I've heard a couple of people who um, like to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, feedback I've heard is that, uh, Andrew, your impressions of Jordan are really good. Oh, really? <laughs> what? That's not true. What impression? When do you do impressions of me? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Um, oh. Yeah. Fine. I've had I've had good feedback. I think if you if you want us to keep doing them, then you should tweet us at Mavis Podcast and let us know more about how you like and what you don't like, maybe. And uh, we'll 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 think about it. We'll put it in a document think. somewhere. Probably a shared one now. Yeah, as we have right now. Probably. <laughs> I actually want to know what these impressions were. So, Jules, yeah, your follow-up for episode eleven is to find out which impressions they were, and we'll, oh, we'll like. Oh, I I just mean when you say that Jordan would probably say something, or you know, you. you... <laughs> I feel like I've dug myself into a hole there. Yeah, you have. I was hoping yeah. I could like do some like uh, flashbacks in in episode eleven. Oh, a filler episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we all love. <laughs> but I think we need more episodes than ten when half of our conversations are quite serious. Yeah. You know, I something something really nerdy that um that Jordan will probably know. Whenever I think of flashbacks, I think of that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation 
where Riker gets like that plant gets him on that planet. The entire episode is just re like cuts of previous episodes. It was awful. I think they had a, a writer's strike or something. Yeah, so that's what I always think of flashbacky rerun episodes. They're awful, those things. Especially with yeah. terrible TV shows like Big Bang Theory. How do they do it? I, I think they've done it before. I mean, they've all done it, right? You've got to fill the time know. somehow. I haven't really watched that much Big Bang Theory. You, you're saving it. It's, it's good. I mean, as in, it's good that you haven't because it's a terrible show. What? Big Bang Theory? It's awful. Have you? Oh, I disagree. Like it, I mean, really? people, it's like, it's, you know, I mean, the first few episodes, first few series were pretty good. I mean, I'm not caught up on the latest ones, but I'm pretty sure it's ending, by the way. I'm sure Thank this God. is the last series that's on. Like, come on. If you take away the laughing track, it's just mostly silence because they, they, they leave spaces for the laughing track. It's horrible. That's how you do sitcoms. That's how they work. Yeah. Situation comedy. But yeah, apparently there's a, a spin-off of, um, I forgot his name, Sh- Sheldon, uh, when he was a child or something like that. There's a spin-off of that. Yeah, I heard about that. And I won't be watching that either. So. A lot of people like it, though. So I think it probably does a, a good thing for... Um, because, I, you know, I, I remember one of my friends saying that like she had a crush on Sheldon and Sheldon's the ideal guy. He's so sweet. What? I I don't know. But it's like um I think it gets it gets that that kind of person out there on television. And I know that, you know, they're just um characters and, you know, over overblown, but um yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's 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 better than just having the same same shows on television. I can draw comparisons to People on Big Bang Theory and people in real life. They may be slightly overemphasized, but not it's not actually too dissimilar from you know, yeah, the way you I, I the way so you too. wear your t shirts, Jules, is exactly the way Sheldon wears his t shirts. One t shirt underneath with long sleeves and one short sleeve t shirt over the top. Jules, that's not a t shirt below, is it? That's what? like a it's like a body warmer type thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's, a, it's looks, like a long sleeve t shirt. It's like a exactly. Oh, yeah. I know so I All right. by proxy you are Sheldon. <laughs> You're uh, more like Sheldon times. This is exactly like a Facebook quiz right now. Which Big Bang Theory <laughs> yeah. character are you? Oh, Facebook's a load of rubbish as well while we're talking about like, yeah. random stuff. What what number I, are you in um, now with the notifications about how many months you oh, haven't posted for? I don't I don't know. I, I, I find it so irritating because um I recently turned well, I, it was a while, a while back now that I turned off my notifications because what it would say is you know, such and such has posted uh, a photo. And with something like that, the first couple of times it tricks you because you go, oh, did, did they mention me in it? Mm. Like, why are you telling me? And you go to it and it's a picture of something completely irrelevant. And you think, well, what? wait a minute, why? And then it'll say things like, you know, this person posted a message or this person has posted a message for the first time in ages. And none of these notifications actually mean anything to me. Nope. It's it's just trying to get you to go onto the site, and then recently they've taken a turn for the like to make it even worse, which I didn't even think was possible <laughs> by kind of shaming you by saying you last updated your yep. profile twelve weeks ago, and um, stuff like that. Just what what are they doing? That's not that doesn't make things better. Like I I get that they want to drive traffic, but that's like deliberately 
shaming your users is not cool. No. You know, I haven't updated my profile in 12 weeks because I don't use the, the site. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm sending those kind months. of push notifications means that I'm just turning that stuff off and therefore I don't see things. I, you know, I miss things. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I have some friends that kind of think that if they've put it on Facebook, they've told everyone. Mm. And if, you know, if you don't necessarily know about the news that's going on in their life or whatever, because they put it on Facebook and then that's it. Um, and they don't, you know, they, they expect you to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went onto Facebook recently just to get rid of the clear off these notifications and saw things. And I thought, Oh, I had no idea that that was a thing. Um, but you know, people don't, people don't tell you. Yeah, so I haven't updated my Facebook profile for like four months now and it keeps telling me that and it's like, I really don't care, just stop giving me notifications. Uh, And Mm. I also get those ones that are like, oh, this person posted this photo. I also don't care about that. As well as the fact that, I don't know about you, Jules, but do you not feel better for not knowing about these people's lives? Because I remember when Facebook was like new and like you saw everything, right? And you were always on it and like it was addictive originally, like a long time ago. How much better is it when you don't sit there and just scroll Facebook pointlessly? Yeah. I don't know anything about anyone on my Facebook because everyone who I actually care about, I speak to. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really sit there and I mean, maybe I did in the earlier days of Facebook. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think I kind of, I gave up on it, um, quite a while back in terms of just going there as a destination to scroll through especially when they pulled messenger out into a separate app because i did continue to use that for a while because that way i didn't have to go into this main app i could just use the the kind of messenger app and just talk to people through that um but i did have up until very recently and i I put some uh, tweets about this um some screenshots i had the i still had the uh, the tile pinned so I didn't have the push notifications, but I did right. have the tile pinned. And, uh, you know, on Windows, you have these live tiles, which are a lot less uh, intrusive than a notification. Because if you bring up your start screen or if you're on the phone, if you have, if you scroll down on the start screen to wherever that tile is, you see a little bit of information. So you're just seeing it in like a sea of tiles, which is a nice, you know, hands off way of, you know, the information's there, but it's not actively seeking you. You're just mm-hmm. going to have a look at it. But the problem is that it kept showing me uh, pictures of like profile pictures of like spam bots, right? So it's all these ladies not wearing much clothes and they're coming up on my live tile. And it's like, well, you know, I, I don't really want that on my phone, which I use, you know, at work and, and, and in public. Mm-hmm. I don't want this live tile of like a semi nude girl coming up on my phone. <laughs> and then... Um, so I thought, well, okay, so I, you, I go into the app and I, and I block them and I, cause it's the, it's a request, isn't it? So I say no, but the tile just doesn't update, uh, to say, to, you know, to hide that notification. So I just thought, well, forget it. So I unpinned it. So now I don't even have it pinned. So I don't have the push notifications mm. and I don't even have it pinned. So I don't even see that stuff. So I, I literally have to go to Facebook to see it. Um, I do have the app on my phone, but I'm not logged into it on any of my browsers because I turned on two-factor authentication yeah. a while back. And the two-factor authentication uh, uses my mobile phone. I very rarely have phone signal. Um, so I just haven't bothered to log in. 
Uh, so I actually only have one machine that is that I'm capable of seeing Facebook on, uh, which is a VM. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I just don't go to it. And yeah, I, I guess I do. I feel okay with it. I don't feel like, um, I don't really feel like I'm missing out. I, it was a surprise when yeah, I went to I it. I saw information that I didn't know, but eh. I I really hate Facebook and I could probably continue <laughs> ranting about it for ages. I would just say that the last thing I want to say to get me off of this topic and we'll let Jordan speak afterwards is um, <laughs> I, I I admin a, a company Facebook page and I have tried for days, for months to try and get rid of it, telling me how many views this page has had because we don't use it. It's there so we can have the name basically and make sure we don't lose it. And we, I, I get a notification every day like, oh, you've had six views today and one interaction. It's like, I don't care. Stop telling me. And, but you go into the page's notifications, you cannot turn them off. So so where does the notification, wait, the notification goes to your app? Yeah, in my personal notification list. Oh. It's horrible. But you have, so you have those turned on? Yeah, but I can't turn them off. And all right, I could turn off uh, You can't turn off the pages. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could turn off all notifications, which is what I've done, but you can't well, just turn off... I can't turn off, so I can't turn them off. And if I turned them off on my profile, it wouldn't actually turn them off. I could turn them off on my phone. However, I do want to see if I get tagged in something because I want to untag it. I do things like that. I don't want to be tagged in stuff I don't care about. Um, So, like, I can't win. And I hate it. Mm. Jordan, continue. (sighs) So, um... It's not necessary. It's it's strange because I actually don't see any of these notifications on Facebook about you haven't posted in a long time. Is that because is, you use it? Well, yeah. This is a strange thing. I don't post anything on Facebook you, that you often. Go to the site, but I I every day I will peruse it. Right. That's that's why. I mean, yeah, I don't. Exactly. And that's exactly. that's why it's trying to bring you in. That's why but, it's sending you useless notifications because yeah. it wants you to look at it. But it does still send me useless notifications, and this is not a. Uh, it's not specific about Facebook, but it is related to Facebook. Basically, I have rejigged my entire iPhone home screen because I used to have this home screen that was just full of my my work apps, my social apps, uh, everything, even a lot of apps that I didn't use, and it just had tons of like you know red dots all over the screen with numbers. And I was just like, I I want to reduce the cognitive load that I have to deal with when opening my phone and then dealing with all these notifications. I moved Facebook to the second page mm-hmm. and I've only got Twitter on as the only social app on that kind of front, front home screen now. Now what's interesting is I actually pay more attention now to what's in those notifications in the Facebook bit. And the majority of them are like, Oh look, these people are posted in this group or it's these people's birthdays. And I'm just like, right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying not one. to sweat. I'm not trying, I'm trying not to swear here, but this is the, this is the weird thing, right? I've turned off those birthday notifications now, right? But when I did it, I was like, is this useful to me? Because actually, there's been times where I've logged on Facebook and gone, oh, this person's birthday. So it's actually been really useful. But then most of the people on Facebook I don't care about, right? I've got like several hundred friends who I don't even know. So either I just go and delete all of them. So when I get birthday messages from Facebook or notifications, I I actually can relate to them. 
or I turn them off and forget people's birthdays. In which case, I'm because I'm useless at the personal stuff anyway. Like I am literally right. useless at remembering things. I mean, the the whole birthday thing uh, is uh, I don't really I don't really care for that stuff anyway. I mean, I don't I don't mean to sound um, harsh, but I just I I don't really get it. Like if I said happy birthday to people on Facebook, that would li- that would literally be all I use Facebook for. It doesn't. I can't be bothered with it. That is literally all I use Facebook for, by the way. I I turn off people being able to put stuff on my do you still call it a wall whatever you yeah. call it the facebook page i i have that turned off so people can't post messages on it because i found that people did they, they would post something on it and say here have a look at this and I, I don't know whether the facebook etiquette has changed or whether it's just because i've disallowed it but i don't really see that much these days um but i did in the past you know people would just put something on there and you just be like i don't want to be associated with this thing mm-hmm. Um, so I turned that off and then I, ha- I made the mistake of having that turned off when it was my birthday one year. I think it was about three years ago, two or three years ago. And so multiple people had the same idea of just going to whatever my last thing was on Facebook and writing a comment on there saying, oh for some reason I can't write on your wall, but happy birthday. Now, presumably Facebook is telling them, go tell such and such happy birthday, even though I've turned off all that crap. Mm. So... I don't know if it would literally be all I used Facebook for if I was to say happy birthday to everyone. So it's, it's kind of like, I don't want to go out and say happy birthday to everyone. And I don't really want people to do it to me because then it's this thing of like all that day, you've got to go into it and you've got to like all those messages. And I I don't want to sound heartless. You know, it's nice that people think of you on your birthday. That's, that's lovely. But, um, I just don't. I don't get it. It's like that's yeah. that's one them, of the things that kind of has come out of Facebook that you have to do this thing. People don't tend to do it on Twitter. I mean, really, is having your birthday information out there like a, a privacy concern? I don't know. Well, no, because your birthday, regardless of it's whether it's on Facebook, in a lot of countries, and I'm not sure if the UK is one of them, you can actually find this information very easily online. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you can, I'm sure you can, but. It, it's the, just it. The whole, there's no. There's no point in it. Yeah, the the whole birthday thing is pointless. Like it used to be a big thing when I was much much younger. Like you had to go and write, but you know, happy birthday on someone's wall. However, it's not anymore, and I think that kind of died down as like my group of people who I was similar age to on Facebook or whatever grew up. Like no one does it anymore, and I ignore it completely. I also don't think you have to like their posts if they post it on your thing. Like. um and the other thing I was going to say, Jules, is them commenting on an old post, it's filthy, like, in terms of relating to that post, because it's not all. Um, but it's better than getting messages from them. Because you get one notification to click it, it's gone. Whereas with a message, you have to click every single message to mark it as read. I have the notifications turned off, but um, so that doesn't uh, yeah. matter. But, I mean, someone sending me a message saying happy birthday, I would prefer to someone writing a comment on a on an unrelated post saying happy birthday i you know because then because then it's it's like a more personal thing it's like a nicer thing i think to send a message on uh, through messengers that says happy yeah birthday. but it's through force it doesn't count yeah yeah i agree i agree fundamentally yes i i think it's stupid anyway but i would rather have that than someone write on a random thing i couldn't post on your wall so therefore I'm writing a message on this photograph of something completely unrelated that you took. Happy birthday. I, just, I know, once got told stupid. off by my sister or one of my sisters or my mum because not only did I 
text her. I didn't put a message on her Facebook. To say happy birthday? Yes. But I did text her. And that's when I stopped doing birthday cards. Mm, I was like, no, you've ruined it now. (laughs) You've ruined it now. It's pointless. If if that's the level that you actually care about, then I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Jordan. Yes. Did you pick up a new iPad? Yes. Yeah? Which one did you get? I got the iPad, the the iPad Pro, the, the small one, the Diddy one. The one that's the perfect size. So is that, that's, the, because I got this wrong, is that 10.5 inches or something? No idea. It is, yeah. But it's, but it's, it's larger than the original iPad size, because I thought they were Oh the yeah, ma- massively. Like, um, I had the original iPad, right? And in fact, I still have the original iPad and it's at home with some of my parents and it's sat on top of a box in my older room. room. What a beast. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even work. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculously it feels like a brick, obviously, but um, what you don't realize is how small it actually is. Screen size. Yeah. So that's nine, 9.7 inches or something. Correct. Yeah, which is weird because, I mean, as a, from, a, as a, from a size point of view, it probably feels like the whole thing is the same size as what I've got right now in my hands mm-hmm. as an iPad. But you've got but more the, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I know it's obvious, but it's weird. Now, I have a Surface Book. And I love Windows 10 as a, as a kind of a desktop operating system. And having been an Apple ecosystem person, moving my MacBook to a service book, it's been quite difficult for various reasons. You know, like you lose a lot of that, just being able to click on things and things work. So like, you know, hotspots and having messages and just planning stuff Yeah. around like, I don't actually have to take this device. I can just, have a call on my Mac and it doesn't really matter. But the biggest thing for me when I got the Surface was like, I thought I can use this as a tablet. And actually it's great as you said, Jules, for like work stuff when you're like, if you're at a desk face down with mm-hmm. your pen. Yeah. And you're, Use, using it like a mini whiteboard, you're drawing exactly, an example exactly. for someone or you're planning something out. Yeah. Right. But if you want, if or for me anyway, because most of the apps I use are not UWP apps. They are desktop apps, Visual Studio, Outlook, um, Chrome. <laughs> if you want to use any of those apps as a tablet and kind of use it like I would have used my, because I had an iPad Pro 13-inch. Uh, no, it's not 13-inch. It's 12.5, was it? 12.9. 12.9. I'll just round it up to thirteen. So huge! Is that really? Is that? Is it really that large? Oh is god, it's huge! Got. It's the same it's screen. As, it's got. Has it not got the same screen as the Retina? Retina thirteen inch no, Pro used to have. No. Did it not? I thought it was literally the same size. You mean a MacBook? You, yeah, the MacBook Pro, the Retina MacBook Pro that I had, the thirteen inch. It's one. not got the same screen as that. Is it not the same? It literally looks. If same you put size. Next to it, mm, I mean, it might. It might be the same screen. You never know. Uh, I'm talking about like, anyway, that's beside the point. Um, and I, I didn't, when I got the Surface Book, I got rid of the iPad Pro because I was like, I have two huge screens that I can do the same thing on. And I use my iPad Pro for the same thing I use my Surface Book for rather than just kind of sat on the sofa, kind of perusing the internet or dealing with a few emails here and there. It was this big heavy thing i mean it wasn't heavy at all but you know it felt like a clunky thing it does it feels large it feels large 
don't get me wrong. Um, it was it's beautiful, and I'll come well, on to that in a second. Most of the guts are in that that head as well, and the actual tablet part of it. So mm. it'll be quite weighty because it is a powerful machine. Well, it's not. It's, it's not, not about really. the weight. It's, it's not, not the weight. It's really light. It's, it's the beautiful. size. It's, it's yeah. The, it's, it's the dimensions of it. Is I'll because I, I mean I've got thoughts about this too. I'll try. I'll try not to. I'll try to save mine until after Jordan has said his. Thing. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of keep it. I'll get to the end of my point here, but my primary reason for saying right, I just want something like this form factor. I want this iPad Pro, the, the small one, so I can sit on the sofa and I can just hold it in one hand, and I can kind of chuck it about, and it, it feels like a. It's bigger than my iPhone. It's smaller than my Surface Book. It's I can sit on it, it, the sofa and do you know my emails or read a, an article or whatever, and it doesn't feel like it's a huge thing that I have to get out and have on my knee. I can just hold it up or whatever. Yeah, and it's crazy because I I've had it what a week, if that, just before just under a week, and I use it every day and do the majority of the tasks that I would do things like my business admin tasks, like just sending emails or reading things, I will just opt to use my iPad now because I can just get it out, click a button, and I'm there. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the Surface Book, it wasn't like that. It was, oh, right, load it up. It's okay, load up all these things, and then I have to touch the screen, and now, oh, God, it's just not working the way I want it to work. But that's not that's not a criticism of Microsoft in, in, in any respect. It's 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 meant to be, for me, to, Windows 10 is... It, it's a desktop operating system, but and it comes down to iOS being very quick and snappy. Having said that, we will discuss iOS 11 very shortly because I updated this iPad from iOS 10 to 11, and God Christ Almighty, it's literally less usable than it was. Like iOS 10 was perfect. I was like the the day and a half that I was running iOS 10, all great, everything's fine. I updated iOS 11, and I'm like, Jesus, nothing is working. And still, even with this update, things just crash. Applications and multitasking. I love how you said, we'll get to iOS 11, and then... Sorry, 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 <laughs> no, sorry. I, okay. I realize how frustrated I am by this scenario. I was going to say, I asked you, Jordan, which, uh, which iPad you actually got, and apart from saying 10.5-inch Pro, you didn't say color. Oh, sorry. Sign. Why did I, 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 These things to me that, don't really matter. It, it matters to me. Ah, right. Nice so to the it's viewers. the gray space. Listeners? I want to call it space gray. Do they even call it yep. space gray? It's a Wi-Fi version of sixty-four gig. It's basically the cheapest one they do, and that's purely because I don't need space. Cool. There we go. And uh, I've got a four G iPhone that I can just automatically just click and sync. You know, pairs and yep. does do they Wi-Fi. Have, do they have a version with with um, cellular in it? Yeah, they do. Oh, cool. They do. And I think if I, money was no object in this at this point in time, I probably would have got one with built-in cellular connectivity. But I think just hitting settings and clicking, well, pair to my iPhone, because I always have that with me, doesn't really, you know, it's not really worth it. So about the size stuff, I totally get that. Um, the Because I've got a couple of Surface books, and the size of the screen is... Uh, really really great for kind of like if you're using it at desk if you kind of turn it round um, and have it at that kind of angle um, when you fold it back around itself uh, it's it's really nice for kind of drawing on 
doing kind of like uh, drafting style stuff. Um, I've used a couple of the art applications as well. Really, really great for that. Um, one though, fantastic. But the scenario of the sofa, um, it just doesn't do it. It just doesn't do it for me. I mean, mm-hmm. the the thing, the thing I had before was a smaller Surface Pro, Surface Pro Two, and that was screen wise a little bit better for that kind of situation. Though it was a sixteen by nine screen, which is a bit of a strange screen. I, I, I used to think that that was like the ultimate screen ratio but in fact for a tablet that's just not the case um and you know that kind of smaller size was good for for or better for that kind of sofa based um tablet use the actual device was quite thick but uh but the surface pros aren't really designed to be used on your lap that well especially the older ones that didn't have this kind of like extra um the extra kind of turn on the uh, kickstand um, but the Surface uh, Book is fantastic to use as a laptop on your lap on the sofa. Works great for that. No problems at all. Out of all the surfaces, it works the best for that situation. But as a tablet on your lap, it's it just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me. Like even in even in meetings, like uh, when you kind of sat on you know those kind of sofa style meetings when it's a bit less formal and you just kind of sat around having a chat about something even in those situations it just seems a little bit too large and to me the 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 large ipad also seems to be large in that same way i mean it, it's they're they're both lovely for doing work but that kind of it just feels a bit too big for that kind of um like sofa sat down situation rather than being kind of like sat up at giving it attention and i would like something around that kind of smaller size and the 10 10.5 inch or whatever it is seems a little bit too large for what i would really want um i think i would want something about uh eight inch uh, seven between seven and nine i guess around that size um with you know the pen and for me windows um so i totally get that with the size the you know the surface book is is really really nice but it's for that type of interaction it just it's just too large um yeah i i I agree that's my thoughts on it i think the so i have the 12.9 uh ipad pro and i think that's great for sitting down and like getting some work done on it with two apps or three apps now as well and kind of you know doing some serious multitasking and working across various things it's really good for however the sofa scenario as it shall now forth be known um Mm. and and for example in bed as well it is still a bit of a pain and i think having that smaller size would be really nice uh i just can't justify it right now but it would be great uh, yeah i i think um, you know, I I write stuff all, uh, down in my notebooks a lot, and um, you know, I can go back for quite a way, a few years of me just kind of drawing boxes and trying to work out what I want in terms of screen sizes. You know, um, thinking about computers and how many computers I have um, is something that you know 
I, I, I write a lot of stuff down in my notebook. So when I think about these things, I think, okay, well, what are my current computers and what differentiates them? Why can I justify them? Why can I say, yes, I'm having this many computers or whatever. And having a small device, roughly kind of phone size and having a mid-sized device that is that kind of um, sofa use size Mm. And then having a, for me, a PC that can be plugged into a screen and then goes up to the last one, which is the the television size. And those those kind of screen sizes, you know, um, small, medium, the the flexible one, which is the which is the PC, and then the large um, as well. That's that's kind of what I want to. That's that's kind of what I want to have. And and really, I. You know, I, I know we don't quite have this now with any of these operating systems, but I just want the I want one experience that travels across all of them, right? I want one set of, set of apps that just works across all of them. I don't really want to care about where my data is. I just want to be able to pick up one of these things and do something on it, and just know that it's all synchronized. And uh, you know, mentioning Star Trek again, which I always do. Um, you see, in Star Trek, they have pads of all sizes, and they don't have tablets that are. I mean, they do have personal tablets, but they don't really have them for that. And I know that they are, you know, props for story devices. But um, what you see is someone picks up a pad and it is doing kind of like one thing. It's configured in a certain way. They'll press some buttons on it, then they'll put that one down and then they'll pick up another pad. Mm -hmm. And it's that multi, you know, pad, multi-tablet, multi-iPad style of thinking that I think is, is a very attractive way of computing and i know other people who have uh, multiple ipads multiple computers multiple different screen sizes and that's that's what they want as well you know it's it's not just me um but yeah i mean i i if if there is one in that size and i'm still hoping for a surface phone i think something that's i would quite happily have something that is the small device and the medium-sized device in one i would probably be okay with that um but uh, you know having that large surface book for those kinds of situations just doesn't do it for me yeah ios 11 i think i spoke in the last episode about um some of the issues with it for example losing uh control center control things like that some bugs oh yeah i mentioned it was a really buggy gm and i didn't think it was a gm worthy apple did release which is a golden master yes Correct. Just letting the audience know. Um, it's the release that typically goes out for public, as in you know you are not on the the beta track, and yes, it'll be downloaded. It came it came from the fact that they used to burn it onto a CD and send that off to manufacturing. Yeah, same same as Microsoft uses the term RTM release to manufacturing. Same thing, right? Uh, they Apple did release a ten point sorry eleven point zero one recently, and I've been running it since Monday. We're recording on a Saturday right now, and I haven't had any of the same issues. It's working perfectly fine. Now apps are also starting to update more as well. My phone is back to being completely perfect for me. Is, it, is Bluetooth all sorted? Yep, all good. Oh, good, excellent. Please hear it. So yeah, it was just that that it was while apps were waiting to update. Um, and I, yeah, I haven't had any issues since, so it's really good. I'm happy again. However, on the iPad, 
and I think this was in iOS 10, actually, they removed the dual column um, in Notification Center for the widgets. And this has annoyed Jordan with his iPad. Don't even. Just don't. I mean, <laughs> ah, can I can I just have a rant about it? Can I just have a rant about the whole of it? I mean, what Go the hell? It. Go for it. Go, you know, the multitasking thing, okay, it's a bit cumbersome from, from iOS 10, but, you know, you have a different opinion on that, Andrew. But, oh, my God, the biggest thing for me, I swipe all the way over to left where, you know, the search is, and it used to have this lovely, like, two-column widget kind of view, and now it's single. It's single column. What the hell? Like, that actually was so useful. It was so useful. I could just have a widget here and a widget here. I could swipe. I could see my outlook. What's going on today? See the news on the right. I could see some weather. Now it's one column. It's completely useful. In fact, I've actually got it up right now. This is hilarious. I've got it up right now. I've swiped over to the left and the whole UI is completely broken. Like the, search, the search bar just doesn't look right. I mean, okay. I'll take a screenshot. So I, I think I remember probably watching with you, Andrew. I don't know. Um, a, a, an Apple keynote where they showed this two-column thing for the first time. Yeah, probably. It was one of the things where they did some iOS updates for iPad, and they did a few things, didn't they? Was it was it when they introduced the pencil as well? Oh, sorry, that would have been so. iOS nine was the last big release for the iPad, really, and then iOS ten was lacking. Um, iOS eleven has been amazing for the iPad. It was a mostly iOS eleven, uh, sorry, iPad focused release. So iOS to, 11? Yeah, so iOS 11 has been a mostly iPad-focused release. So why have they removed all this stuff then? Oh, so they've added this multitasking, haven't they? They've, they've added, added loads of stuff. Like, So iOS 9 originally brought all of the uh, multitasking things in the slide overview, which was horrific. And then iOS 11, finally, after two years, rejigged it to be much, much better. Right. So the so the multitasking, uh, the dock at the bottom, being able to um do the 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 kind of like iPhone y view on top of an iPad app, that's all iOS eleven. Yes. Right. Mm. But they took off the, the dual column Well all right, so multitasking was there in iOS nine. Oh yeah, yeah. With the slide yeah, over. Sure. Um but it was it it was Yeah, it was much like worse. it was like two sizes or something. By the way, you know, that is very, very similar to the way that um Windows eight did multitasking. No anyway. What Jordan is kind of talking about here is the fact that so in the widgets bit, there were two columns before, and it was great. You could have two columns, like it was you know less to scroll, and now it's one. And even on the twelve point nine inch iPad Pro, it's also one. It just seems like a huge waste of space. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, with these with this two column thing, they've completely ruined the operating system for me. Um, the lack of the lack so like, extreme. I know, right? I mean, to be honest, that's not the only thing. Um, you also, I, I saw you having issues with the dock. Yeah, so basically, the, I, I had to reboot my iPad twice yesterday. Maybe not yesterday, the day before, because the home screen was completely locked in the wrong position from the dock. So, mm. and it just wouldn't change. Like I, I spun it every way possible; it wouldn't wouldn't work. Also. When I boot up apps from the dock, um, occasionally it'll—I don't know if it just crashes as it boots up, but it just grays out the application in the dock, and you can't open the app. It just—it just 
freezes. Uh, both of those um, situations I've had on previous versions of iOS. Well, they that doesn't mean that iOS 11 shouldn't fix them. No, I mean, no, I'm just on. saying that that's not an iOS 11 thing. So don't blame iOS 11. Well, I didn't see it during my short time on iOS 10. In fact, I've not seen it on my iPhone and I've not seen it on... Yeah, I, on, I've, I've seen it on iOS 10, so... But continue. What else did they do? They, they've done a lot of other dumb stuff. Okay, so... Oh. Like, apart from the fact that it it's just very, like, buggy, the column thing, the multitasking, what's with this new, like, pull-down lock screen thing? Oh, cover sheet? Like, yeah. So they, they started migrating to something like this in iOS 10 on the phone. Yeah, so I think this where is Where they dumb. changed the experience. Where like, they had pull- the double, well, the, the single click to unlock instead of instead of yeah, having like, to swipe. So I don't, there's no way to swipe. So on my, I, I just, what? I'm not really a fan. I don't really, I don't get it. I, I want to pull down and see like something different than my actual lock screen. Something that where they're utilizing more of the space that I've got for things that are more useful. But, Pulling down no, and getting no, the lock no, screen. no, no, no. There is nothing different here, and they've just they've merged notification center and the lock screen. So you pull down, uh, and you will see your notifications. notifications. I don't know. I'm not really a fan of that. The no. Wait, say that. Again. So the notification screen and the lock screen are the same thing. Yeah, it just has a clock above yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really. I don't know. It feels a bit. I don't know. It doesn't feel the same. It feels like it feels suboptimal. I I think you, you're adjusting to it. And I think you I need just, to have an open mind because I don't believe the, that you do. I have a, I have an open mind. I bought an iPad. You could pull down the notifications from the lock screen previously, right? So you were, if you were on the lock screen, you swipe down from the top, it would pull down the notifications, right? Yeah. And uh, now they've made it so you don't need to pull it down. Yeah, I mean, to be honest. Yeah. Doesn't that just give you like information overload when you open up your phone? No. So, like yeah, on your phone, anyway, you have you see notifications instantly when you unlock. No, no. Your phone. So I don't. I'm no. still running iOS no, 10 I see on, the my lock, I, on my phone. I see the lock screen. Yeah, well, yeah. we have notifications on our on our lock screens and things like that. that. Sounds terrible. But that hasn't changed. No, we we have notifications on the lock screen, but when we unlock the phone, they disappear. And if you still pull down, all the notifications are still there, which is a bit of a pain. In, in well, actually, it's not pain. It's great, but I if you don't clear them out. Like I've got notifications on my iPhone since Saturday last week from like Instagram. And they're just there. So whenever they're you just, turn on your phone, sorry, your device, it's just it's just there. Well, the, no, 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 no. So I haven't. So the, I haven't they do is done they, this on phone yet. I haven't done this on the phone on iOS eleven. Sorry, I have iOS eleven on the phone. So oh, okay, Go okay. On, so um, in iOS eleven, any notifications that have come through since you last unlocked and opened your phone and actually did something on it will be there. So if I... Oh, that's even worse. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish. When I go onto my phone right now, say it's completely clear of notifications, and I'm using it, and then I lock it, and I get a notification, the next time I, I, I you know, waste, race to wake and look at my phone, there'll be a notification. If I then unlock that phone and don't click the notification, just go through as normal, use my phone, lock it, and then I race to wake again, it won't be there. But I can swipe up. It won't be there. No, but I so, can swipe so, up and see notifications that have previously been there. So they're in two places. No, 
It's just separating the ones that you have seen to the ones you haven't seen. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Th- this doesn't sound good to me. It's, it's way uh, better uh, than the from... old iOS where you had literally a wall of notifications consistently that weren't separated. Right. I mean, this is okay. So I'm actually going to change the change to something else, but this is the same problem that I have, right? So I don't, I don't get this problem on my phone of having like just tons of stuff there when I turn it on because I'd hate that. But this reminds me of this stupid page that Microsoft made for Edge. When you open up Edge for the first time, the default is to go to this like news page, which just chucks stuff at you. When you open up a browser the last thing you want is to be distracted by crap. And in the same way, when I turn on my phone, the last thing I want is to be distracted by crap. Now, I have uh, reduced the amount of notifications that I get on my phone, but I can imagine that for many people, when they turn on their phone, they're just getting bombarded with Facebook telling them that they haven't updated their profile. Yeah, but the the thing about these people is they don't care. Like, we care about it, so we'll actually take the time to disable those notifications. They won't. They don't this, care. But this is, the, yeah, so this is, the pro- this is the problem with these devices, right? They're just dumbing everything down. Like, these, these computers are capable of so much stuff, but instead they just become these consumption devices that just, they, that's just, it can't be good for the human brain to, to just have that stuff all the time. And this is why, you know, this the article that you guys probably didn't bother reading <laughs> that I said was a really interesting article um, written by Alan Kay about how you know his thoughts on the uh, on iOS devices. Basically, it is on my list of things to read. I did pocket. Yeah. Um, okay, so, I, delete, so you've had, I literally you've had, deleted pocket off all my devices. You've today. added you've added it to a list of things to read later. Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, I understand. I'm the same way. I do the same thing when people pass me articles. And I don't necessarily read them straight away. Um, but it is this kind of it's turning into it's, it's like a television, right? I hate uh, normal kind of terrestrial television because of all the, the the rubbish that you get bombarded with. It's all super small attention span stuff where the, there's adverts which have been uh, cut in, in these uh, super quick fashion so that you get a little quick scene of this, a little quick scene of that and the jingle of this and then it goes to the next one and then it's a scene of this and scene of that and then it's repetitive adverts. The last thing you want is that when that kind of stuff when you turn on your computer. I mean, looking at Jordan's screenshot now, which we'll put in the show notes, who cares again about Prince Harry's popcorn? He hasn't. Why do you that. need to see this? Why do you yeah, need to see this? I don't need to or see the that. sun. Like the sun. I know. I don't know how. To be honest, there's an really edit button news. right there in that screenshot, right at the bottom. Yeah, no, but that only lets me remove news, the news widget. Yeah, I, I don't want to remove the news widget. What I want to do is I I don't want to see the sun. I'm yeah. sure I can. I mean, I, I I'm the same with um with the news app on Windows, right? I would use it a lot more if I could tell it that there are certain sources that I just don't want, right? I In would, that case, I would I would, I would get with uh, the apps for the the sources that you do want to use because that news widget, like you say, is targeted at random people, everybody yeah. and everybody, like. You know, anybody and everybody, sorry. So, but forgetting that, there's no point in even me using this, though. There is, yeah, remove it. I don't use it. I, remove it. It's pointless. No, no. I meant the whole screen. That whole screen is useless to me because it's the space is just not <laughs> used. Like I can't use that space. If I, I, 
I want to be able to have multiple things up there and see it in one view. I don't want to have to scroll down to get an inf- information about, okay, the news, what I'm like above there is what I'm like my outlook calendar. And then I've got the weather. Why can't I just like last operating system? I could see all that in one view without having to scroll. That's what. Yeah. I, I, I want. I, all right. So that's going back to our original argument about, about Sorry, the space. That's my I don't beef. get it. I don't get it either. I want the dual, uh, thing back or make some really really cool double size widgets or how about life or just let us choose no. for god's sake <laughs> like it doesn't make it no tiles like animated widgets or, so, or tiles or something like that yeah totally down for i'm quite jealous of i'm seeing people these galaxy s8s and s7 edges like you know i was in the car with one of our colleagues on the way to um you know, on the way to Dagnum yesterday, and he just like split screen two different navigation apps. He just kind of got all these widgets up on his thing, and it was just, a, I mean, it looked a little bit cumbersome in certain areas, I will admit. Like, it just looked a bit sluggish. But the fact that he's got all these nice widgets and he can choose where he puts them, I mean, I'm not saying I want full customization because we all know full customization can end up yeah. uh, being, you know, the death of a, an operating system, but I really do. One, just a little bit more. Like, why do Apple have to be so rigid with these things? They should be, we should be able to choose between two column layout, single column layout. What's the deal? Like, yeah. they've just killed it. I mean, if so, it's single, I think if it's single that screen, I think two column layout should be the default on the iPad. That's fine with me. I think that's definitely, definitely a good argument to make. On, all right, I was, I was actually thinking throughout this whole conversation, anything's better than Android. And I was just thinking about how notifications on Android are horrible because they put little icons in your status bar, which is horrific. And also, uh, you just reminded me that uh, the idea of multitasking to Windows on a phone is horrible to me, side by side. That's not what I want. So, But anything is better than Android, I think. I think Apple are doing a better job than Android. Yeah, and I know, I know you, you'll probably just dismiss this because uh, you don't use it at all, Andrew. And Jordan, I've seen how you set up your PC. It's not set up very well. But, um, Gee, life, thanks. Well, it's true. But, um, live time. It used to be. I, don't, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You've got a lot of, you got a lot of stuff installed on there that you've had to have. It's just, on, I know. you know, the working day but, just, just does it to you over time. It just ends up yeah, being, but I mean, okay, yeah. so I, I've got two, I got two Surface books, right? And and they're set up slightly differently. But on my start screen, I have live tiles, right? And I have a choice of columns. I can have um as as wide uh, I can have as many columns wide as I want. So I can have um two columns of three tiles or I can have two columns of four tiles or I can have three columns of three tiles or whatever. I can have it full screen. I can have it tall and I have to scroll down it. I can have it wide and I don't need to scroll. Um, those tiles can be uh, small, uh, wide, um, uh, medium, wide, and large. And they pull information in a bit like a notification. So, for example, here you've got your news and your weather. They do they do that. Plus, you have mail and calendar and all this stuff as well. And they launch the application as well right so if you click on it if you tap on it it also just then goes straight into the application mm. and then you have like an all apps list as well which is which either you can have on the side or you can have uh, not shown by default so you know i i know it's 
you kind of dismiss it because it's not really the same thing. It's not like the tablet yeah. operating system. That's what I was going to say. The concept here is is the same kind of thing. And to me, all those things that you're saying, like, oh, I want more columns, I want to be able to pick which ones I have, they're kind of like solved. Well, the, the problem is the, the lack of applications. So say, for example, if you really did want the Sun, you'd, you could install the Sun app, but the Sun app is, is actually very, very old. It's like a Windows 8 Mm-hmm. application that they haven't bothered updating and they haven't bothered updating because people don't use it and this is this is this goes around in, in the kind of circle people don't use it because the app's not very good and you know but um that kind of interaction style i think works really well and i think that was one of the best things that the uh, team who created metro in the first place the windows phone 7 team originally they they, they saw that they saw how you know, iOS did it, they saw how Android did it, and they decided to do their own thing. And I think this kind of combination, it, they're not widgets in the same way that those that you get these widgets on Android, where they have all sorts of weird buttons and and stuff. They're uniform, yeah. which is good. Yeah. I but they you know they fit they fit within rules, but they have the ability to show all kinds of information without and, and you're going to it it's not being forced down your neck it's not a notification that is popping up on the screen it's it's just available to you so this is why the the whole idea of you know having that the notification center style notifications appear on like when i turn on my phone just seems horrible but if i press my phone with the lock screen either using my iris to unlock which it does of course um, or by uh, entering my pin and then you slide it up and then I see my start screen, which has all my tiles, the ones that I've chosen. And some of those ones can have, you know, numbers on them or whatever. Yeah, I just think that you, that's a better, a better way of doing it. You are right in saying that. <laughs> I'm, I'm All right. I'm not going to dismiss it, but you are right in saying that I have my, you, you can't directly com- compare these things, right? No, these are. But this is this, this is, is an, why a, people an operating love system that is Windows targeted phone. for tablets and mobiles compared to a operating system that goes across the two, or three, I guess, uh, including computers. Um, and I, I agree. I think there should be further customization on the iPad, but this just won't work for the phone, for example. It does for you, but I don't think it should do on the phone. I think I think it's fine on the phone. Well, no, I mean, the, you get this just sea of icons on iOS. I mean, there is a reason. Well, but you're talking people... about something completely different here. You're talking about the home screen. This is not the home screen. This is notification center slash the the widget center. I don't know what they call it. Yeah, but this is the thing. On that's what I'm saying. On on Windows, the screen that Jordan is is talking about, right, and the screen that you launch your applications from, the home screen or whatever, is the same thing whereby you have these live tiles that are shortcuts and have the weather information you want on it, right? So you can click on it and launch the weather app or, or you can just look at it and see the weather information. They're the same, they're the same thing. Mm. Okay. I mean, I, there's, there is a reason why, why a lot of people really love that, that um, you, you cannot uh, dismiss the, uh, the the ideals that came out of the Windows Phone operating system, and then later Windows Ten, like in terms of what they're trying to do from from an interaction point of view, you, it's it's great. And you know you you can go and look at people's reviews and you know see what people think about it. And generally, people agree. 
the problem is that there's just no applications and that's <laughs> that's the thing that that's the thing that falls down as far as as far as um you know windows is concerned but the actual interaction itself is really good and that's why people like so badly want to stay on it that's why i want to stay on it i look at this stuff on ios and i it looks horrible i'd hate it I just it's wanted terrible. to say that I've actually moved all of my applications on my iPad to the dock. The the biggest yeah, ones like in, like in the, the dock and then some of them in folders. And now I have my entire home screen not with any icons on it apart from any yeah, in the dock. It's empty. So it's good. It's good fun. I, I Now I actually replaced the... So I used to use like quite a dull background photo before just to kind of... Because the, the focus is on the icons. Now I've actually put a photo behind it that I'm happy with. So it kind of, it's like the photo and then you've got your, your applications as well, which is kind of cool. Hey listener, if you're enjoying the 10th episode of the podcast or the 10th episode versary, as Jordan likes to call it, you can find us on Twitter at Mavis Podcast. Please send us any questions you may have and we'll answer them on the show. You can also find the show notes for today's episode at mavispodcast.com slash 10. Okay, one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, the new Star Trek, and um, you know we've been uh, we've been waiting for this for a while. We've known it's been coming. It got delayed a couple of times, but you know Star Trek is back on television, and this is a really good thing. Um, it's different, uh, but we watched it together um, last. So there's a new episode on Monday, isn't there? But we watched it together last earlier on this week. It's me, the days are merging into one. <laughs> and, um, you know, for, for me and Jordan, this, we've, we've seen many Star Treks before. For Andrew, this is kind of like a new one. So you, you might have some questions here about, um, what's going on and why, why we're, you know, interested in what's going to happen. But, um, essentially what we got were two episodes, which were in fact like a prequel to the, to the show which is a bit bizarre uh so the show the show is called star trek discovery and we did not see the discovery right i didn't know yes. I, I i previously said i didn't know this was a thing i didn't know the discovery was going to be like a ship bearing in mind i'm not a huge star trek fan yeah they've, they've really little. kind of teased this they've really teased it um we originally saw over a year ago now, we saw the very first glimpse of we were so the Discovery. Excited. Yeah, we d- we didn't we weren't too sure on the design of the ship, but this has been, and they know this. Oh, this is what you guys of, were talking about in Slack once, or a couple of times, or many times. Yeah, a few times, many times. Yeah, um, this is because they've kind of teased it. They know that everyone's really interested in seeing what the ship is. It's always a big deal to see the ship, right? Um, and we haven't yet seen the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first two episodes we got were like a, a prequel to the story, and I get what the I get why they're doing this, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's we don't really know what the new show is like yet um, because of it. You know, we got a prequel, but not the show. I really really enjoyed the first two episodes, mm-hmm. like. A new Star Trek series, for me personally, is like a blessing. Um, I was just saying to you at early tools, I've almost finished DS9. Um, yeah. And it's going to be, what's strange is the 
having something that's got such a good budget and everything in that that's first two like episodes and I won't spoil anything it was just so well done you know like the CGI the the what the bridge the bridge looks like and you know just everything was just top notch what I am concerned about is because this is going to be a Netflix type series they're only going to do like 10 15 episodes and if it's slow it's 50 it's gonna, yeah 15 that we know of I think so far or, yeah, or if, 17 so. well if it's 17 then that make, would make more sense but it can't we don't want it like we know this the storyline is it's gonna be a proper story arc right um, so I, I believe I have a little bit of information on this I believe that the the main story arc is told over 12 episodes and then they have you know one-off stories sprinkled between um yeah i i think it's going it's, it's going to be interesting cuz it's going to be nice to move away from the the old the next gen like star trek voyager esque what episode is one kind of thing or there's a two part the with DS9, it's like one episode is one thing, but there is an underlying story arc, as with mm-hmm. Voyager. This one is very much like I I only I never really finished Enterprise, but I imagine Enterprise was very much um similar to the other Star Treks, was it? Yeah, they they did add a, a very large arc towards the end when they were trying to um uh, get more interest in the show because unfortunately it didn't gather as much interest as they hoped. Um, but yeah, they, it was very much like, you know, story of the week style, but they did like in Voyager, they very much referenced previous episodes. You know, they, they, they said, oh, you know, when we were on this planet, you know, a little while back, we met this thing and they, you know, they, they referenced previous episodes in the same way that Voyager did, which you didn't get anywhere near as much in TNG because they would just, they just move on to the next story and each individual story. Yeah, and each, and each story would basically resolve itself. But the interesting thing about uh, Discovery is that we know that this is going to be different because the main story is going to be about Michael Burnham instead, who, um, you know, we were really kind of given, uh, by the way, I, I don't care about saying no, no spoilers, we, we're giving spoilers here. We were given a okay, bit okay. of a roller coaster um, uh, in those first two episodes by the fact that we're we're like wait is is this is she the hero wait why is she doing this <laughs> is she a vulcan yeah and you there know, were a lot of kind of questions isn't. there and we see her you know by the end of the the two episodes she's kind of in disgrace at the at the end and we they obviously needed to tell that over those two episodes before we got into the main show because the third episode which we are due to see and i think we'll talk about Star Trek Discovery again after we've seen a couple more episodes perhaps. But um the the kind of thing here is that they wanted to to give us an impression of Michael before she steps onto the Discovery. So we're being told her backstory before that kind of first episode. And traditionally on a new star trek series we see voyager for the first time we see um well the the uh, next generation had a very uh, that encounter at Farpoint episode was a bit bizarre but you know we see the enterprise for the first time and we see we see it separate and we see you know all the cool stuff for the ship straight away we didn't see any of that with discovery we have not seen the ship the ship that that is going to be the host of the next 
however many episodes, 15 episodes. And that's, that's really different. It's really kind of strange that they've done it this way, but they've, they basically thrown out a prequel as the first two episodes. But that's usually how they do it, like pilot wise. I mean, usually there's a little bit more to it, but uh, anyway, that's not true. Not more to it. Well, no, because more... in this case, the pilot is not the show, right? The, the first two episodes is not the show. I have some thoughts on this. If you guys will, will indulge me. Uh, yes. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm the expert here about this stuff, right? Um, I thought the, the, the intro, the, you know, like the, the, uh, the trailer, not the trailer, you know, the, the bit that becomes from before the actual show, like every episode. The credits. Mm, is that, that's the starting credits, I guess. The credits typically oh, at the end. Like the teaser, the teaser before the. Oh, you are. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the beginning where it shows, says yeah, who's like produced it and everything. The yeah, introduction the and they, they play every single episode and then it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. welcome to Narcos. Anyway, um, I thought that was really boring. That does not build it up for me. So I, I know that doesn't really describe the show, but that like I've seen some of the intros for the the previous Star Treks and that was like way underplayed. And I don't know if it's just because like that was the first two episodes and they haven't put the ship in it yet, have they? Yeah, they did. I I think. Right. I'm going to be honest. I, I, the the music might grow on me, but I think it was the music. It was just. It was the, very like underplayed and like you're supposed to be getting me pumped for this. Like, mm. but it's just like, yeah, we're going to show you something. I don't know. No. I disagree. I thought it was pretty good. It left with me with so many questions. Um, I really, I really like the titles. I really like the title sequence. The 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 music just felt like it didn't go like i was feeling for it to go, just go up one more level yeah it really i, thought it, I it. thought it was gonna be a long one where it started slow and then like it got into something and it didn't yeah so but those titles i thought those titles were really interesting so previously um the original series we just saw space and the ship flies by and they improved it with the next generation by they basically did the same thing but just um you know did a bit more uh computer graphics and then they actually changed it mid-season um, Deep Space Nine was like a welcome to the station style fly around the station. And then they kind of tweaked it later on by adding in the Defiant when the Defiant um, became part of the, the show. Voyages was uh, beautiful. I remember seeing it for the first time. You probably agree, John. Like there was something about it. It was just off in this really kind of strange looking space, just flying around. Very, very yeah. kind of traditional Star Trek but at the same time felt different. Yeah. Strange. It felt like it, they were in a strange Starts place. Starts of fire. Is that the sun? Yeah, it flies under a, yeah, it flies under a, um, a solar flare. A fire. sun. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're talking about the title credits. Um, yeah, that's what we are talking about. Spe- yeah, I mean, specifically, I'm just thinking about the Intrepid class ship as, as a beautiful ship in itself. Like, yeah. Like, it the first time you see, like, the, for me, I mean, I love all the ships, but the Intrepid class ship, is the for me is it's just got a soft spot in my heart as if I was going to command one type of ship it would be an intrepid <laughs> class ship um the problem I, I know this sounds we're not trying to kill the thing about title sequences but it's what's with the advent of things like Netflix and all these things being on Netflix I mean I watch Star Trek with, with Georgia and she constantly skips them now. She's like, I can't deal with the music. Well, there's, anymore. A, there's a button now on Netflix yeah. to skip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. do enjoy that button for series like Narcos, where it's really like a long one, and a Suits as well. That was a really boring one. You've seen it a couple of times. It's like nothing changes. But I think the Star Trek, for example, like when I've watched it in the past, 
watching the intro was like a big thing for me. It was like getting pumped for like a space thing, right? Like yeah. a, an episode, and then it just didn't do it for me this, with this series. But I, I'm hoping it changes now that the you know it, it's actually. If you say this is like a you know two episode prequel, it yeah it is. I wonder if it'll and change. The, I w- I wonder if it's going to change as well. Now um, they did have a couple of elements in that that were from the first couple of episodes, like they showed the suit and stuff. Um, so they they did put a couple of things in there that kind of made me feel like perhaps they will change it. But they did show the ship. The Discovery was in the title sequence. Right. And we did not see the Discovery. And I think this is the... the I mean, Andrew, I mean, you're not really big Star Trek watcher. I know you're going to watch this one. As, um, yeah, I am. To, you know, see how it goes. But you can tell from like how Jordan described like how he feels about Voyager, the ship, that the ship itself is basically a character mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah, I get that. And this is why it's such a big deal. And So would you say it's downplayed in this this new series intro? They haven't they haven't shown it. Yeah, they haven't shown the ship. Like even those those, those sketchy drawings, they they didn't they still haven't shown it. And there's a reason for what, that though. There is a reason. The what's gonna happen is we're gonna see it. Um we're going to see it in the next in the next episode, and uh, you know, Jordan and I are just going to be. And then it's my understanding the next episode is is more like a normal Star Trek episode, so it's going to be a bit of a slightly different pace to the previous one. They told a lot of stuff in those two episodes, and I think it's going to the pace is going to be a little bit different on this next one. But we're going to be paying a lot of attention to how it looks, and I think that's when we're really going to get a feel for this what this new Star Trek is all about. Because uh, until we see the setting of, of the series, it's very difficult to to know what it's going to be like. And I liked yeah. it so far, but until they're on that ship, it's just it's we don't really know what it's going to be like. The- and the interesting thing here is the fact that because we're following Michael, who is currently a disgraced, what well, was a commander, usually in Star Trek, the the, the main. I mean, we see everybody, but the main people that we see are the top people on the bridge, right? Yeah. It's the it's the it's the captain and the the fellow um, senior officers around them, and she isn't a senior officer, and she isn't the captain, and that's going to be really really interesting. I think to see how they progress. That will she will she get her rank back? You know, will it get worse for her? You know, we don't we don't really know, and that's very different to to normal Star Trek. the The last thing I wanted to say on this was that it was good. I enjoyed the two episodes. I will be watching them. I will continue to watch this series. Um, so it's done something right. Yeah. I mean, it it did get I think over ten million viewers on the first night, which is really good. Um, a really good kind of initial. Uh, response i mean you will get it was gonna get that you know so many star trek fans are gonna say you know tune in to watch it i don't know if that takes into consideration netflix by the way no it doesn't and i think the the interesting thing is that it's gonna be i have a feeling it's gonna be more popular outside of the u.s because of the fact that outside of the u.s it's on netflix and in the u.s is on cbs all access and um you for a lot of people who already have Netflix, that means buying another subscription. Mm. And people who already have CBS also don't have it. It's another 
it's another subscription on top and i think that will probably affect how it does um but i will say um i want to i will want to know how the next episode does because i saw a trailer for the next episode and i'll i'll show it to you later jordan and that trailer which is just the normal what they would normally show on television um watching it that made me more excited about the show than the first two episodes did which is kind of funny um they're just they're they're just teasing us you know jordan jordan the entire back of the discovery is a massive hanger right we never got to see uh shuttle bay one on the you Enterprise just spoil thing. it for me. I'm not spoiling it for you. We never got to. We, we knew this already. We we knew this already. The we never got to see because the 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 next generation was started in the 80s, filmed into the 90s, and uh, it's a big ship, right? It's a thousand people on it, and they have a massive, massive shuttle bay at the back. They never had the budget to build the set. So when you look at the diagrams of the ship, when you look at the back of the ship, you see this massive hangar door and you're just like, I just want to see what's inside it. I want to know what this is like. And when we saw the designs for the Discovery, we saw that it had a massive hangar at the back of the ship. And um, this time they have the budget. Yeah, I did read like they built some of the biggest sets I've ever built for a series for this series. Well, yeah, space is going to be a pretty sets big do set. Look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's talk about this again when we've seen one or two more episodes, because I think we'll get a better feel for what the show's like. To finish up the show today, we're going to talk about Field Notes. So, Field Notes recently released their new subscription. Uh, Jules, uh, what do you think of them? Yeah. The, the Dime uh, Novel Edition. Mm. And uh, I really like it um it's it's very very different to the the kind of normal size ones yeah um it is the it's the size of a paperback book basically of a of a novel of a dime novel which is a particular kind of a, a particular genre of book that they have in the US or used to have in the US um it's a great style uh, yeah i i think it looks absolutely gorgeous i i took a picture of it um and put it on instagram we'll put it in the show notes yeah there's something about um it looks like it's from another time like i mean i love uh, the the normal field notes and i love the field notes colors and of all the kind of different things that they do um but you know right now the normal field notes that i'm using are um very kind of standard one color paper with one color ink on it and they look they, they look kind of timeless but they look like like modern mm. whereas this the, the dime novel edition looks old like it's they've done a really good job with making it look the part yeah julian mm-hmm. can you hear that oh is that is that a box it is a box and now a box, a you box didn't field think notes. I had my field notes. No, but I picked I them up this morning. Ah, oh, excellent! And I've got a knife here with me. I couldn't find my pen knife, so I'm, I'm going to have to use you the can open. knife. And I'm going to unbox them. Oh yes, live live <laughs> unboxing on the podcast. Yeah. So this is yeah. a so this is a um a a box because usually you get them in a package, but it's the first shipment of my new subscription. 
So you get you get some extras with it. Uh, I'm going to flip the box over, and I'm going to take a knife to it gently, not not aggressively. Make the first incision. Some on the sides. So for a, a new subscription, you get the latest colors edition, which is the limited edition ones. And you also get, I believe, is it two packs of blank? Yep. Notes? Two craft notebooks. And then I can, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going about in this one. I can feel a lot of rattly things like, no, not just notebooks in there. So I've made all of my incisions gently. I'm going to, because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to go in there being mean and it won't open (laughs) that didn't sound good did it but I'm in oh I've got quite a quite a couple things oh it's just the yeah so I've got two two craft notebooks here I've got a ruled paper and a mixed free pack I've got uh, uh, oh, that's new. They've started putting notes in the subscription. I've never had that before. So it says quarterly subscription service. Thanks for subscribing. I won't read it all. It's quite long. Uh, <laughs> I Oh, I've got another field note sticker. Always helpful. Oh, uh, yeah. Always nice. A band of rubber. Rubber. Uh, a Also known as a rubber band. Yeah. Do they do they call it the rubber band or do they call it the, rub, the band it, of rubber? It's the band of rubber. Yeah, yeah. all right, so I've got it right. We've got yeah, a yeah, no, field notes pen, the field notes pencil, and the Chicago Illinois little badge oh. as well. As, oh yeah, yeah, which is the manufactured where um, the yeah. dome dome was manufactured. Yeah, yeah. Took that box on the floor, and now I have wow, wow, these are big, aren't they? Yeah. They are large, so they're not as large as the standard kind of large edition field notes, but they are kind of in the middle. But they're also quite thick yeah. as well. They're about three times thicker than a normal field notes, maybe. I don't know. It depends how you measure the size of your field notes. It depends if you squash them up or not. Um, yeah. But it, it feels very much like a book. Yeah, a so they've got very, very thick spines on them. They do. But they're absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to make another gentle incision. Take off the old plastic wrap. Oh, got mine in front of me now. These are nice. Okay, they have that. They have that same issue with the. Um, oh, what edition was that? With the the, the spine, where Black you can fold it over. Yes, actually, you can if you keep going. They just kind of, they do kind of uh, they do open right. up. So later in the book, it does. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. There's obviously more pages in here because this is like three yes, notebooks. Yeah, in here. Seven, 72 instead of 48. And they have numbers on them. They are sequentially numbered, mm. which is as it says at the top of the book. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. This is really nice. Really, really nice. It's very, very different, isn't it? Mm. Blank page. Uh, it's good. It's got like a nice cream color inside. I think it's really nice. Do you want to continue to describe them, Julian? Uh, I don't really know what else to say. They look like they look like a novel um, style uh, uh, size book, really. Um, I think I'm going to use it for a lot of kind of sketching and notes. Um, right. Uh, I have seen people uh, print out like lines um, and use the, like a line insert inside them. 
um, so that you can tra- kind of like trace through on top of the lines. But um, I think I'm just going to use them as they as I use the others. Just put anything in there. But with the larger number and the larger size, it's one that will last a little bit longer than my usual field notes. Yeah, there are like an 18, 1860s style. The embossing, the, the field notes brand it's, embossing yeah, goes really nice. well with them. They, they, yeah, it does. It's perfect kind of thing. And it fits inside my Hobonichi leather case as well. That, so, um, oh, oh, that yeah. is something to try, actually. I love cool. this. Oh, they're actually a bit too big for mine. Yeah, way, way too big. Oh, yeah, yours, your case is a, a bit more snug than mine. Yeah, so you've got space above the bottom and top, whereas my Hobonichi case is is uh, basically the size of the actual Hobonichi. So, yeah, they yeah. won't go in there. But... I think we'll have to talk more about these in a future episode. How? Because you're using one right now, or you're going to use one? I will be. Yeah, I will be. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be using a new notebook shortly, and uh, this is this is the one that I've uh, earmarked for it. So I've just started a um, in New York uh, County Fair regional edition. Mm. I'm only a couple of pages in, so I imagine it'll be you know a couple of weeks at least until I'm I'm using this. But I'm, this is definitely my next one I'm going to use, and um, you know we'll discuss it then. I reckon. Yeah, definitely. But and, uh, we'll Jordan, put a link in Jordan the show notes. Have any. No. Yeah, I've been meaning to subscribe to Field Notes subscription, but I mean, I have so many unused Field Notes now. I don't think. I, I mean, yeah, I do I, use them. I'm using a California edition. I mean, I use them, I use them too. I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean because, for example, I got four here. I'm only going to really use one of them anytime soon, and I've got a stack of others. So yep. you do end up with more. Uh, in the bank than than you do use the the I know it, this is this is really bad to say as a, a field notes user and I hate to be seen as a collector but I have a lot of them and typically with a subscription you get two sets of them which means mm. that you can use a set and yeah, keep a set in the plastic yeah. so I mean I plan I plan on using all of them or giving them away I mean I I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to keep them in the plastic too long so I do plan on using them or giving them away um, no. at some point yeah. But um, it is nice to have an extra set because if you do if you do really like a particular notebook, it's really good to be able to pick up another one um, yeah, and use definitely. it again later. Um, I I actually looked through your some of your notebooks the other day when when I was over at yours, yeah, and yeah. Oh, you have some absolutely gorgeous field notes. And I think at some point we need to do a bit of a a field note show where we'll do like oh, a top this is this is top ten, yeah. top five, top ten of our good. own of any individual notebook not just the editions because i know um and we can we can link to uh the pen addict podcast where they did where um mike and brad did a uh, a rundown of their favorites but i think actually we've got so many we'll do the individual ones not just the editions yeah we've got I'm in for that. loads of random ones but i i do i do uh think getting a subscription is a good idea it's like a nice little thing every you know every quarter uh and they're not you know you do save money um, I know Jordan, you don't buy them as much, but you you know you kind of care about this stuff, so I think you should. It's good. Should it is good value for money. I think it is good value for money. For what you get, and it does mean that you do get them definitely uh, priority anyway, which is great. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that um, it's it's worth it. I just I like I really do like the field notes, and I think this edition looks lovely. I, and I'm going to keep myself in the future when I don't have these to use totally, but you, good job. You've got I'm, friends who have them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm kind of thankful that I'm a spectator for you, like watching you guys have them. Cause I get to kind of get the yeah, benefits of seeing them yeah. without having to buy them. 
And I mean, at the moment, I'm kind of sat in my office on the floor doing a podcast <laughs> because we're redoing the office kind of thing. I mean, it's just a mess in here. And there's a box behind me that's got about, not as many as Andrew, but a substantial number of field notes. And if I get any more, that box is over, that will, will, box will overflow. So I think for now, I'll, I'll stay as I am. I do want to talk to you about the, the office uh, when that when that's done and it's all settled in. So we'll, we'll speak about that in the future. Uh, going back to field notes, I have so many craft editions now. And I don't actually use the craft most of the time. So I took a load. I took a load to the office. I think I think that's probably. Ah, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I might. Yeah, yeah. just ha- just have them there because then if if any if you forget one or if anyone else wants mm. to do use one, just give them out, give them, give them away. It's a good idea. It's the best thing. Best thing to do. Get other people into field notes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the tenth episode of the Mavis Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Mavis Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew Halfway. You can find Julian on Twitter at Julian K. You can also find Jordan on Twitter at Jordan is on fire. You can also find the show notes for today's episode at mavispodcast.com slash 10 and tweet us any questions you may have and we'll answer them on the show.